Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week. We had our first Create a Competitor tournament for 2023. Rumble at the Rumble 5. This took place yesterday as I'm recording this, January 28th, at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey. This event consisted of, as I mentioned just a moment ago, a tournament where the winner will get to create a competitor in Super Show the Game, and some featured matches. I'll talk about the tournament first. 28 players in the tournament. They had five rounds of Swiss, and afterwards they cut to a top eight. In the opening round of the top cut, the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were tables matches. Here were the matches in that round. The first match, we saw Joseph Canning. I'm not familiar with him. Playing as the Oracle. Take on Le Penguin, playing as the Witch's Apprentice, with Joseph Canning winning. The second match of the quarterfinals, we saw Ryan Pierce, playing as Peter Lionheart, take on the Wiser Wizard, playing as Chloe Mai, with Ryan Pierce going on to the semifinals. Third match of the quarterfinals, Google Docs Dan, playing as himself, versus Brian Waitfort Schmidt, playing as the second version of General Manager John Clace, Google Docs Dan taking the victory, and the final match of the quarterfinals, the player of the era, John Pulverino, as Gia de los Muertos, taking on Jeffrey Fox, playing as his creation, Foxworthy, with John Press 1P taking the victory. The semifinal round, all the matches there are Beast Unchained matches. We have Joseph Corning, taking on Ryan Pierce, and John Pulverino, taking on Google Docs Dan. The winners and finalists are Ryan Pierce and John Pulverino. So in all Impact Finals, both finalists were members of the Impact faction. This was a Liger's Den match that went to crowd meter one with the winner getting to make a competitor in Super Show the Game, Ryan Pierce. Congratulations to Ryan Pierce for your victory at Rumble at the Rumble 5. That was the main tournament. Like I said, there were a number of featured matches. I'll give these in roughly chronological order. They're not, ex they're not exactly in chronological order, but they're close. The opening match of the featured matches was a defense of the LFF Tri-State Championship. The champion coming in, John Pulverino, playing as the new version of Alien Invader, took on challenger Johnny Eldorado, playing as Johnny Eldorado. This was a New York Rules match because all of the LFF Tri-State Championship matches are, and at crowd meter one, which is the starting crowd meter in a New York Rules match, the winner still champion, John Pulverino. That was followed up 
by a defense of the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. The champions coming in, Philadelphia, the team of the star maker, Everett Stevens, playing as the Shadow Phoenix, and the prize fighter, Simon Davner, playing as Johnny Gargano, took on challengers, the Crime Wave Tag Team. Brian Waitfort Schmidt playing as himself and the SRG BOSS playing as the second version of himself. This also New York Rules match went to crowd meter two. The winners still champions, Filth Adelphia. Congratulations to them. Here's where the chronological order gets a little messed up. There were three more matches. The first one I'll talk about was a second defense of the LFF Tri-State Singles Championship. John Pulverino, again defending with Alien Invader, took on Ethan Ehrlich, a.k.a. Blackstar, playing as the new version of Zack Sabre Jr. Again, New York rules. This time it goes to crowd meter two. The winner here, John Pulverino. Second match of the day, second successful defense. Now, the next match I'm going to talk about is the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Haven't seen an LFF Junior Heavyweight Championship defense in a while. And I don't know if this happened before the match I just reported or after. But I'll report it now. The champion going in was Hank the Tank. He's the champion with numero uno. The challenger was somebody named Larry. I'm not too familiar with Larry. Larry playing as Gia de los Muertos. Now, Larry was an adult, but apparently he was born on February 29th. And so, if you count that February 29th only happens once every four years, he would be, according to the math, and apparently this was sanctioned, he would only be 12. Again, a little controversy here, but Hank the Tank must defend against Larry playing as Gia de los Muertos. Standard singles match for the defense. It goes to crowd meter two. The winner, still champion, Hank the Tank. Congratulations to Hank the Tank for successfully defending the Junior Heavyweight Championship. The final featured match of the day, the LFF Tri-State Championship is on the line for a third time. This time, the champion, John Pulverino, again with Alien Invader, takes on Thebes Pinkney, playing as Kenny Omega. Again, New York rules. Again, it goes to crowd meter two. The winner here, still champion, John Pulverino. So the player of the era has a great day. He manages to successfully defend the LFF Tri-State Championship three times. And he makes the finals of the main tournament coming this close to winning another Create a Competitor tournament. That is all of the news that I have on Rumble at the Rumble 5. The next big live event is going to be Captain Con next weekend, February 3rd through 5th. This event will also feature the SRG Award Show. If you're interested in going to Captain Con, check their website for all the details. I'll report on that next week, including the SRG Award results, including any news on the 
con exclusives. I've talked about those on previous shows. I don't feel like talking about them again here. There's no new news on that. We'll have to see what happens after Captain Con on that front. Hopefully, everyone who wants a Captain Connie can get one. Will that happen? We'll know next week. Now, I have talked about wanting to do a show where I discuss the nominees for the SRG Awards. Unfortunately, with less than a week to go, we do not have a list of nominees. So I don't know if we're going to do a show on this or not. I was waiting for the nominee list to come out. It might come out too late. It might not come out at all. Maybe I'll do a show about just discussing potential winners. I really wanted that nominee list. So we'll just have to see. Right now, assume no show. If I happen to organize something and release it, you'll find out when I release it. Again, I really wanted to do a nominee discussion show. We just don't have nominees. The nominee list isn't out. And at this point, I don't know when it's going to come out and if it will come out with enough time for that show to even happen. Next big story. Faction Wars 4 Phase 2 has begun. We are down to the last eight teams in Faction Wars 4. Let me give you those teams and the matchups. I'll give you the teams in matchup order. The first matchup of Phase 2 is Dangerous Wool Order versus Think Tank. The second matchup, Cuddle Commandos versus the Higher Class. Third matchup, Firing Squad versus Impact. And the final matchup, Paradise Versus the line. Those are your top eight teams in Faction Wars 4. Here's the structure for this round. I'll start with the Tornado and Trio. In each matchup, the Tornado tag team players will face off. The Trio's players will face off. One fall. The winner will score two points for their team. There's no point penalty for losing. So if you win, you get two. And if you lose, you get zero points. For singles play, as in previous rounds, it's going to be a 10-skill matchup. Meaning the player playing the singles competitor with a printed power of 10 for, say, DWO will face the player for Think Tank with a printed power of 10. Technique versus technique, agility versus agility so on and so forth. One fall matches. The winner earns two points. No point penalty for the loser. There will be stipulations for these matches. For the power players, the matches will be steel cage matches. For technique players, steel chain matches, agility, Liger's Den, strike, ladder, submission, submission matches, and grapple players will play tables matches. In addition, the singles players will also face off in draft position matches. What that means is this. We'll continue to use DWO versus Think Tank as an example. The first single competitor drafted by DWO 
will face the first singles competitor drafted by Think Tank. Second versus second, third versus third, so on and so forth. For example, the first player drafted by DWO was Theo the Greek Mia. The first player, first competitor rather, drafted by Think Tank was Macho Manny. So those two will square off in a singles match. Second singles player for DWO was Ricky Riot. Second for Think Tank was Candyman. They'll square off. So on and so forth down the line. Obviously, when somebody drafts a tag or trio, you just skip that and go to the next one in line. For these draft position matches, you will play two out of three falls. You score one point for your team for each fall. So if one team wins the first two falls, it'll be a 2-0 match. If they split the first two and it goes to a third, it'll be 2-1. That's how that's going to go. The final match in Phase 2 that each team will have to prepare for, the Premier Player match. Each team will pick a player to be their Premier Player. The Premier Player cannot be the Captain. It cannot be the Tornado Tag Team Player. It cannot be the Trio Player. It cannot be someone who is a Premier Player in a previous round. The two Premier Players will face each other. One fall match. Two points to the winner, no point penalty for the loser. There will be a stipulation. The stipulation will be chosen randomly. The teams will not know who the premier player for their opponent is until deck lists are submitted. So teams will know all their matchups for the skill matchups. They'll know all their matchups for the draft position matchups. They will know the tornado and trio but they won't know the premier player matchup. Tiebreakers, if necessary, will be determined by the general manager once all the matches are played. And that's it. There are no tag team matches. These are the matches that will be in Faction Wars for Phase 2. Players are currently assembling their deck lists. Their deck lists are due by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, February 5th. That is a week from today, Sunday. Again, the cards 1 through 30 can change. Competitors locked in. Spectacle type is locked in. Entrance is locked in for all of Faction Wars. That is the Faction Wars 4 news. I will give you an update when I have more news. That will probably not be until Phase 2 is complete. I think the next bit of news I'm going to cover involves Super Show product. I've talked about this when they first went on sale. Every year when the Royal Rumble happens, when WWE puts on the Royal Rumble, SRG does a contest where you come in, you buy a certain promo card, and then you receive an entry into a draft lottery. It's a 1 through 30 lottery. You randomly get number 1 through 30. And if the number you get matches the entrant number of the winner of the Royal Rumble, you receive a prize. They did five lotteries this year, three based on the men's Rumble, two based on the women's. One of them based on the men's Rumble was for an AJ Styles competitor set. The remaining four 
were to create a competitor in Super Show the Game. In the Men's Rumble, entrant number 31. This means that Yasmin and Nick Ross won the right to create a competitor in Super Show the Game. Drew Madsen won a copy of AJ Styles. In the Women's Rumble, the first entrant won, so Scott Mulholland and Kirk Polka will be able to create competitors in Super Show the Game. Congratulations to them for their victories. Now, in years past, they have awarded prizes for things like most eliminations, longest time in the match, shortest time in the match, other things like that. We don't know if they're doing that this year. They may. So be on the lookout for that. Even if you did not win either of the Rumbles, you could still win prizes if your entrant qualified in one of these other categories. That is pretty much going to do it for the news for this week. Outside of featured matches, tournaments, and the Sunday Night Fights match card tonight. We'll start with the other featured matches from this week. We had quite a few of those featured matches. Monday night, the Deep South Championship was on the line. Joel Williams had a match last weekend, successfully defended. Now he's going to defend again. Joel Williams, champion with everyone's enemy, takes on the master strategist Micah Swafford using Najamai. As far as I know, there was no stipulation in this match. Standard singles. It goes to crowd meter one. The winner, new champion, the master strategist Micah Swafford. Congratulations to him for his victory. Tuesday night, the Intergalactic Championship on the line. The champion was Keith Overby. The challenger was the Dread Pirate tech support Simon Strauss. In the Intergalactic Championship, unlike other championships, the champion is not the player and his competitor. It's the player, and he uses different competitors each defense. In this defense, Keith Overby used the trio's competitor, Big Ballers, the challenger, the Dread Pirate tech support, used Warlords of the Sea. In a match that went to crowd meter one, the winner, new champion, the Dread Pirate Tech Support. Congratulations to him for his victory. The final championship match from this week outside of Rumble at the Rumble 5, the big one, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Big Match Pete, with the original Colt Cabana, took on Challenger, the Judge Tim Riley, playing as Duff Martin. In a fairly long match that went to crowd meter three, the winner here, still champion, Big Match Pete. Congratulations to Big Match Pete for his victory. There will be another World Heavyweight Championship match before Grand Gathering 3. Grand Gathering 3 will be in March. There are plans to have a championship match in February. No details at this point, and as always, cards subject to change. Online tournaments from this past week. 
We'll start Monday night with Monday night consigliere fights. 16 players, four groups, four players per group. Each player plays the other three in the group. Top two per group advance to the top cut. Eight player top cut. Quarterfinal round, all dark matches. Semifinal round, all Ligers Den. Final round, so finals and third place match, lumberjack matches. Top four. In fourth place, I believe Candyman Dan as Sabu. In third place, as Big Bad Bobby D, Zach Ashley. The finalists were the Screaming Danshi playing as Big Match Pete and Chris Pate playing as Gia de los Muertos. With the winner, Chris Pate as Gia de los Muertos. Congratulations to Chris Pate for his victory. Thursday night. We have the Breaking the Law Tournament. This was going to be hosted by Leo the Law. Unfortunately, Leo the Law could not host. So, Brian Waitfort-Schmidt stepped in. And he still ran it under the rules the law set out. 24 players in this tournament. Six groups, four per group. Each player in the group played the other three. Top two records per group advance into the top cut. It looks like we have some play-in games. So it starts off with some Liger's Den play-in games to get to a top eight. At the top eight, the matches are all dark matches. In the semis, they're all special guest referee with Yasmin as the special guest referee. This means players can use the gimmick on the Yasmin competitor card in addition to their own gimmick. And then the finals match and third place match are played under New York rules. So match starts at crowd meter one, no count outs, no disqualifications. Top four are in fourth place, playing as Merlin Von Berlin, somebody billed as Stephen O. No more details given than Stephen O. This might be Stephen Owen. That makes sense. I could be wrong there. I apologize. It's just listed as Stephen O. In third place, playing as D3, Hold the Line Harry. The finalists are Chris Pate as Big Bad Bobby D and Johnny Correa as the original Zack Sabre Jr. with the winner, Johnny Correa. Congratulations to him for his victory. Honorable mention to Chris Pate. Back-to-back -back finals this week. The final online tournament from this past week. Over the Top Battle for America, the SRG BOWS, hosts a modified Grand Battle Tournament. The basics are Over the Top cards cause finishes, but the crowd meter doesn't go up automatically every six turn rolls. It goes up normal. There were 20 players in this tournament. Again, group stages, five groups of four. Top two from each group advance into the top cut. Not 100% sure on the top cut format, but from what I understand, the finals is a triad match. Candyman Dan as Sherry Von Danish versus Dwayne Rainey as Captain CJ Spara versus Drew Madsen as the Amazing Red. Two TVA players versus one DWO player. 
but it's the DWO player that emerges victorious. Candyman Dan wins the tournament. Congratulations to him for his victory. I do have one in-person event that I've received results for. I'll give those to you now. As a reminder, if you want me to report on your locals, email the report to outlawmudcast at gmail.com or message me through Facebook Messenger. This week's event is a Misos game event out of Louisville, Kentucky. Very small event, six-player round-robin event. The top three in this event after three rounds of Swiss or round-robin rounds are in third place, playing as Mila Mai, Colton Janikowski. In second place, playing as the new Zack Sabre Jr., Emma June. And the winner this week, playing as the Prince of Fashion, the phenomenal one, Kirk Polka. Congratulations to him for his victory. Also, correction from last week. Last week, I reported that in the, I believe, second event at Misos Games, the finalists were Kirk Polka versus Colton Janikowski with Kirk Polka taking the victory. That was incorrect. Colton Janikowski won that tournament. My apologies for that error. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. Before I get into Sunday Night Fights, though, one thing I meant to mention a moment ago when I talked about the Over the Top for America Friday night event that Candyman Dan won. Because Candyman Dan won, he secured a spot in a future qualifying match for the United States Championship. Speaking of which, I don't have this confirmed yet, but we may see a United States Championship match as early as next Wednesday. So be on the lookout for a defense of the United States Championship very soon. With that, Sunday Night Fights. Only one match on the match card. It is a number one contender match for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. It's the team of Taste the Rainbow, the corrugated cardboard villain, and Pride, versus the team of, and they gave them two different names, so I'll give you both names. The team of either Fey Dragons or Unsealies. Not sure which one's the official name. Two names given. That's the team of Everyone's Enemy, Joel Williams, and John Pardis. The corrugated cardboard villain was playing as Scott Prime. Pride was playing as the original Colt Cabana. Joel Williams was Peter Lionheart. John Pardis was Chloe Mai. In addition to being Chloe Mai, special mention, John Pardis was playing the new Impact as Family, which makes the opponent's spotlight finishes blank. He used that against Colt Cabana. Joel Williams picked Scott Prime for his gimmick. So four of the six finish cards for Taste the Rainbow were blank. This, I would say, really hurt Taste the Rainbow. Because this match ends up going all the way to crowd meter 6. And at crowd meter 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, Taste the Rainbow hit all of the finishes. But at no point were they able to roll 
a finish roll higher than 10. And so the team of Joel Williams and John Pardis were able to break out of every finish. And then at crowd meter six, when it was really neck and neck, things like Taunt's opponent started flying. It came down to next finish, the hit was going to win because the crowd meter was giving plus six to finish rolls and players could not save on the first breakout roll. At crowd meter six, everyone's enemy and John Partis finally hit a finish. Taste the rainbow. Do not break out on the first breakout roll or the second or the third, but corrugated cardboard villain who the finish was hit against did have rolling in with the ring general as his entrance. He used it to give himself one more breakout roll, but that wasn't enough. The Fey Dragons slash Unseelies win. They will go on to face the Transatlantic Express at a future date for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. Now, as far as events coming up for next week, nothing is currently on the website for supershowthegame.com, but expect something Monday night. Thursday night is kind of up in the air because Chibi normally runs Thursday. Chibi's been off. He may be off this week. Captain Khan, as I mentioned earlier, is this weekend. It's February 3rd through 5th. I know Brian Whitford Schmidt, who ran this last week. I know the SRG BOWS, who ran the week before. They're both traveling to Captain Con. So we may not have any online events after the dojo Tuesday night. We will have to see. And of course, Captain Con this weekend, if you're going, I hope you have fun. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outbound Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.